calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of The Sheridan Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Krista Alice, Jamper Sand, Shay Lynn, and Jojo Last Name. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $1 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains depictions of grief, loss, and trauma, paranoia, anger, and strong language throughout. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. What the hell? Stupid thing must be busted. Jesus, Mary, this hunk of junk. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Where did all the other cars go? Where the hell am I? This isn't I-5, I'm... What is that? Holy shit, I'm back in Oslo. Good evening, Miss Soul. Seems we've finally caught up with you. said that? Well, strictly speaking, 
I said we should get an early start, and you said that sounded like a good idea. Right, right, I did. I'll meet you at the trailhead after I, uh, get some coffee or something. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) What was that poem you used to quote at me before we went hiking, Anna? For I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. This is Maria Soul, recording on October, October 29th, 2019, at approximately 10.30. Fuck. Hold on. Okay. That's better. This is day one of the, uh, Big Sur expedition. We're making our way up from Lion Kiln Campground towards the Cone Peak loop now. It's a long way up from the trailhead. At least it sure as hell feels like it. (sighs) If it was any other time of the year, then it would be way too hot to be doing this. It would also be impossible for me to follow the trail if not for- Maria! Speak of the fucking devil. Yeah? You okay back there? You were lagging behind. Where did you get that hat? What? Oh, it was in my bag. Sun's starting to burn off the fog, so I thought I'd better put it on. Do you have one? Uh, no. Well, just make sure you keep reapplying sunscreen every couple of hours. Make sure to get your scalp too, okay? I know how to put sunscreen on. Oh, yeah, of course you do. What's that? Nothing, just uh... It's an old tape recorder I use. I'm making an audio log. Why are you dragging that antique around if you have your phone? That thing's got to add at least half a kilo to your bag. It's, uh, it's uh, kind of just a habit I picked up from Anna. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry, Maria. I, I didn't realize it was... It's fine. Let's just go. I don't care. Are you sure? You sound a little... Look, I said it was fine, so I'm fine, all right? Okay. Well, 
We should probably pick up the pace anyway. We're going to lose daylight faster than we think this late in the year. Oh, pick up the pace? Come on. It'll be good for you. Not if it kills me first. You still need a second? If you don't mind. Meet you up top then. Oh. As I was saying, I wouldn't be able to find the trail if Alice wasn't here. Turns out she's already hiked this route more than once and knows the way. The trail can be a bit vague at times. She made sure to warn me of that about ten times when I called her from Shasta. I haven't really talked since we got rid of the apartment and I left Bakersfield, but she was surprisingly eager to take three days off to go hiking with me. I'm I'm a little worried about that, honestly. I don't know if she has some ulterior motive, but in any case, I'm glad she's here. If I'm going to get far enough out into the wilderness to find the Dark Watchers, then I definitely needed to bring her along. I just wish she would give me a little space to myself. I've tried to get away and record this at least three times today, and each time I did, she Maria. just... Come on, really wasting. Oh. I'm going to die out here. Los Vigilantes Oscuros, the Dark Watchers of California. If there was ever a creature tailor-made to draw me in, well, it would probably be the Beechwood Monster. But the Dark Watchers are definitely a close second. Unseen, unknowable figures half-glimpsed in the times between shadow and sunlight. Beings of unknown origin, intention, and purpose dwelling in the thin places where none but the desperate, devoted, or exhausted can find them. Shadows on the mountainside, given life by our fear. That, and they just look really, really cool. Lone figure silhouetted by the sun, always in shadow and wearing long cloaks and wide-brimmed hats? Yeah, sign me up. They're about the closest thing to the Odinic Wanderer we have in American folklore. Couple that with an all-encompassing air of mystery and dread, and you have a nearly perfect bait for Anna Sheridan. Too bad that the only thing that's really known about the Watchers is the one reason I can't go looking for them now. They've been seen in passing by weary hikers and travelers for centuries now. Always in the distance, always disappearing before they can be seen clearly or a photo can be taken. But they're only ever seen in one very specific mountain range, the Santa Lucia Range on the central coast of California. And no, it's not connected to that Santa Lucia. They just share a common namesake. 
It's a towering, imposing range of peaks that rises above the crashing waves of the Pacific in steep layers of greenery and sharp-edged rocky outcroppings. It's a beautiful, barren, and harsh landscape, home to some of the highest coastal mountains in the continental U.S. That might not sound too impressive, but once you realize that one of them rises to over 5,000 feet above sea level, just three miles from the ocean itself, yeah, it grabs your attention. But because this is California and climate change ruins everything, the whole range is a tiny bit on fire right now. It's not too bad here and I might have even gone in there anyways, fires be damned. But I thought it would be best to hire a guide if I was going that far out into the wilderness. She called me pretty soon after the fire started and said we had to cancel. After all, she still has a living to make and she can't keep guiding tours if she got caught violating a wilderness closure. Still, I hope to come back here someday. When it's not on fire, of course. But for now, I'll make this tape, tell you its story, and then move on. October 29th, still, 7.20 p.m. God, I never thought I'd be this tired before 8 o'clock. Alice is already asleep, of course, but I'm way too tired to go to bed like this. And everything hurts way, way too much for me to fall asleep. Anna and I did a couple of long-haul hikes like this before, but I think she slowed down for my sake. Or because she kept wanting to go off trail to look for interesting places. And by interesting, I mean haunted, of course. They were always haunted with Anna around. <laughs> we made it to the top of Cone Peak today. Somehow. I swear, I think Alice is part mountain goat. She was raised out here in Big Sur, but I have no idea why she moved to the city if she loves this stuff so much. She clearly belongs in places like this. Unlike me, who definitely belongs on the road. The nice, flat, drivable road. From now on, I'm only investigating tapes that are van accessible, and that's a Maria Soul guarantee. I... I tried to keep my eyes out for them all day, but there was no sign of the Dark Watchers. I guess that's not really surprising. It was clear all day except for a bit of fog this morning, but that burned off before we got on the trail. And by the time sunset rolled around and it started to get dark, I wanted to do nothing else but lie on the ground and melt into a puddle. There could have been a watcher staring down at me from every single ridge, and I wouldn't have noticed a thing. Even so, I did get a weird vibe a couple of times today, but every time I looked around, I didn't see anything. 
I don't know if it's just nerves or what, but it definitely feels like there's someone watching us, even if it isn't the Dark Watchers. I think Alice is asleep now. I haven't heard anything from her tent in a while, and she looked as tired as I feel. I should be able to get away from the camp and look around without her noticing. I hope. Alright, there isn't much of a moon out tonight, but with the cloud layer diffusing it, there's just enough light to see. Just. It honestly feels like Night of the Living Dead out here. It's practically black and white with just the moonlight. If I can just get up higher and look out across the ridge, I might be able to spot one of the watchers. If I'm lucky. They normally only show up at sunrise and sunset, but... Well... I need to give it a shot. Plus, if I see where they are, then I just need to convince Alice that we should go that way tomorrow. After that, it's just a matter of getting away from her again and... That feeling of being watched is back. I don't know if it's the Dark Watchers or something else, but God, it's intense. And I don't have any way of telling the temperature, but it definitely feels like it got a lot colder all of a sudden. It honestly might just be paranoia. I didn't sleep well last night, and I had this really weird nightmare that... I, I think I just saw something through the trees up on the ridge. It was only there for a second, but I think it was... Maria? <gasps> oh, for fuck's sake, Alice, what are you... doing? awake. Shouldn't you be resting or something? Me? I'm fine. What are you doing out here in the dark? It's dangerous out here. Did you even think to bring a flashlight? Look, don't treat me like a kid, okay? And of course I did. I have my phone if I need it. And does it actually have any power left? Of course it... <sighs> Doesn't. Shit. Come on, Sol. Let's get you back to camp. It's way too dark for either of us to be wandering around out here alone. Besides, we both need to rest before tomorrow's hike. I thought you said tomorrow would be easier? Relatively easier, I said. And not if you don't give yourself a chance to recover. Oh. You go back to sleep then. I, I'm just gonna sit by the fire for a little bit. You sure you don't want any company? I wasn't really sleeping, anyways. Of course you weren't. What was that? Nothing. Never mind. I think I'll just go get some sleep. Or try to, anyway. I think I lost her for good this time. It's about noon on day two, and we're almost to the southern tip 
of a loop trail near the ocean. I wasn't expecting nearly this much fog, but with how cold and overcast it was this morning, it's not really surprising. Of course, Alice wanted to go faster to get through it, which made it really easy to accidentally lag behind and lose her. Hopefully she'll just keep going for a while before she notices, which leaves me with a few hours before she expects me back at the camp. I haven't had that being watched feeling since last night. I don't know if that's because I slept like a log and didn't have any nightmares or what, but whatever it was, it's gone now. Of course, I'm completely sore and pretty much exhausted, but besides that, I feel great. That might actually help me find the Watchers, though. Anna said that they only show themselves to weary travelers, and I definitely fit into that category right now. Though, I'm not sure if that's because the Watchers seek out people once they're exhausted, or if people only see them because they're tired and paranoid. There's actually a pretty solid argument that it's the latter, though Anna would never have accepted it. There's a similar legend in Scotland, the Grey Man of Ben Mcdoy. Craig told us about it on Anna's last trip to Aberdeen. It has a lot in common with the Watchers. Huge, dark, featureless shadows that appear to people traveling alone on foggy evenings. Craig thought it was the Fae folk, as he usually does, but he also admitted that it might just be an optical illusion called a Brocken Spectre. Basically, it's something that happens when a person's shadow is projected onto the clouds or fog in front of them by the sun. It creates a huge image of a dark, humanoid figure towering over you. Combine that with exhaustion, thin air, and a bit of infrasound, and, well, you get a gray man or a dark watcher, depending on where you're standing. Totally explainable, completely normal, and absolutely not supernatural. <laughs> of course, that sounded a little too much like a challenge to Anna, so she decided that she just had to come out here and prove they were real. She also wanted to solo climb Ben McDewey while we were there, but Craig managed to talk her out of it. <laughs> Barely. To be honest, I don't really get her obsession. Sure, I've run into enough monsters and ghosts to fill a stadium at this point, but that doesn't mean that some of these stories aren't just that. Stories. Misinterpretations of totally normal optical illusions and natural phenomena. I mean, I know just how easy it is to fool the human eye, especially when it comes to size and perspective. And the fog? That just makes it easier. Horror movies use it for that exact reason, to make people unsure what they're actually seeing. Still, well, I'm out here looking for it, so I guess I sort of believe it's real? A little bit? I have to. Otherwise, 
I'm just out here because... <gasps> Holy shit. Strike my previous comment. There's a watcher on the ridge up ahead. Less than... 20 yards away? And it's definitely not my shadow. Not unless my shadow is somehow wearing a wide-brimmed hat and carrying a walking stick when I'm not. And it's not moving with me either. It's... God, Anna was right. They're real. If I can just get a little closer to it, then maybe I can... Shit, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. Note to self, don't charge your phone before going ghost hunting. Not even if you want to get some use out of that shiny new solar panel you... Shit. It's gone. Seriously? I look away for two seconds and it disappears on me? Come on. No way it's gonna lose me that easy. I found it once. I can find it again. Good. There it is. It's just on the next hill and... Fuck. I think it heard me and it's... It's staring right at me. God, it's the same feeling I was having before, but now it's... Maria? God damn it. Hi, Alice. Nice walking stick. Are you okay? I thought I lost you back there. I should be so lucky. Look, could you stop mumbling and actually talk to me? What is going on with you? Talk about what, huh? Work? I don't have any. The weather? Oh look, it's still foggy. My life? None of your fucking business, thank you very much. You! I'm worried about you. We've barely talked since Anna disappeared, and I haven't heard a single thing from you since you moved out. Then you call me out of the blue and ask me to take you hiking for three days in the middle of the week. Do you have any idea how many favors I had to call in at work to make this happen? Well, sorry I inconvenienced you so much. I'll make sure not to do it in the future. Could you just listen to me for two seconds instead of making some smart-ass comeback? I am worried about you. I think you might be... What? Projecting? Internalizing? If I wanted therapy, I'd go to a fucking therapist. It's my problem, and I'm dealing with it my way. I didn't need help, and I definitely didn't ask for yours. Oh, yes, you did. You called me and asked me Just to... leave me alone, all right? We should get moving. We've got a long way to go still. Big Sur Expedition, Day 3, October 31st. Hmm. Happy Halloween, I guess. Alice and I are hiking back a little earlier than we planned. Things were, uh, 
a bit tense at camp last night, and I don't think either of us wanted to spend any more time out here than we had to. Or with each other. It was way easier to get away from Alice and record this thing than usual. She's keeping her distance and hiking about as fast as she can go. I know she's pissed off at me, but honestly, I think that's for the best. If she's mad at me, then she won't waste any more time being worried or trying to stop me. Anyway, Alice aside, this whole trip has been another bust. The closest thing I saw to a dark watcher turned out to actually be Alice. She only looked like one because her windbreaker and backpack made her seem bigger than she is. At least, I think that's what it was. I just assumed the figure I saw before my phone rang was Alice, but I don't know. No way to really be sure, not with how thick the fog was. Hmm. Oh yeah, the phone call. I forgot to check it until later that night, but it turned out to be Kate. Again. Apparently she's in Oslo and needs some more help. Sounds like Bill's been ghosting her a bit. I've been trying to decide whether or not to call her back, but... No, I don't think I will. I still have too many tapes to investigate, and I definitely don't need any more distractions than I already have. Besides, I hardly think I'd be able to help her from here, and there's no way I'm going back to Oslo. I already spend too much time there when I'm asleep. The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 35, Your Shadow at Morning. Starring Aaron Neely Chaconis as Anna Sheridan, Amitola Lomas as Maria's Soul, Liz Hull as Alice Kearns, Mike Kennedy as Chief Morrison, and Ezra J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe. With original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots and Trevor Van Winkle and made possible by our supporters at patreon.com slash homesteadcorner and at ko-fi.com slash homesteadcorner. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world.
that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.